Hello, you're listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is our third of our fall 2015 anime season reviews. That's three, three, three. three. Okay, I don't know where you're going with that one. I don't know. Uh, we have Is the Order of Rabbit 2, season 2, uh, Magical Samarachan, Lanson Masquez, uh, Comet Lucifer, Showman Sample, uh, Surf of the End, Battle in Nagoya, and K, Return of Kings, much to Neko's, you know, sadness, I'm sure. Well, I get a kick out of it. I was, as as we're going through this list here, every one of them has, you know, pictures, even the ones that we don't much care, except for one. The one that has absolutely no purpose to having pictures for it. Exactly. I mean, are we, we going to do like a character breakdown of Kukuru from Magical Samurai? I don't remember any of them anyway, so... <laughs> Samurai's in the name of the title, so there you go. <laughs> There's probably a Samurai Chan in there somewhere. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But that's uh, that's a very astute observation, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> Some inside baseball for everybody, in case they were wondering. We just opened with a symmetry by Yui Horie, which is uh, Anna from K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Chris one of my like favorite one. voice actresses. I think it's yeah. the third time we played that one, so. He's kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel trying to find music for this episode. Like, yeah. I give him credit for trying, but... <laughs> Yeah, technically, most of the songs in this 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 set of stuff either we've played the song too many times or they're not that great, right? So. <laughs> Which is what we kind of had. The problem we had when we were doing the music for this season was like, okay, here we this is really cool songs, but the rest of it's kind of like meh. So yeah, yeah, you get what we get. So yeah, uh, first one we're gonna do is is the Order of Rabbit season two, which is currently, naturally currently streaming on Crunchyroll. Yeah, we naturally need to bring this show up. Yeah. It's important. And for those who don't know, I mean, the two signifies that it is indeed the second season. Uh, if you have not watched the first season, why the hell not? I know, right? I mean, that was one of those ones where I had to watch the first season just to get caught up for the second season, and I, I don't regret it. Right. I mean, I when I first seen it a long time ago, I was like, yeah, it's that, that yeah, cutesy characters, cafe, that's not really what I'm looking for. I'm looking for deep storylines, action-packed, <laughs> mind-melting storylines, not cute girls in cafe. Yep. But that was much to my... You my missed out. Because, I, yeah, I kind of yeah, missed you out. You missed there. out. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was what was great, you know, for those who don't know, the, the Is There a Rabbit is, like we've kind of already alluded to, is about a cafe. Uh, this girl named Cocoa decides to... Uh, Move to this town, and she uh, gets a job working at uh, a job slash place to stay, working at uh, this one little cafe that this girl named Chino is at. Her father owns the cafe. Her grandfather kind of Just I don't know if they've alluded it. to opened it or not. He opened it. Okay, yeah, because yeah, you kind of a little upset how things kind of change, but that's huh? kind of spoilers. Um, but yeah, and then you're kind of meeting all these other girls. He's going, she's going to school there and she meets some of their school, uh, classmates and doesn't really get too much in the school part. It kind of just stays off to the side. It's mostly about just them at the cafe and going shopping and meeting different people in the town. And, uh, much to my surprise, I did really enjoy the first season. Very cute, very fun, but I think they stepped it up a lot with the second season. A lot more laugh out loud moments, a lot more really adorable moments Really started hitting in on the characters. Uh, the the main kind of thing that I noticed was like they really start getting into Chino and Coco's relationship. They really start getting into uh, Coco more and why she is the way she is based on her sister who comes to visit. Yeah. Uh, you're getting a lot a little more insight into 
the history of the cafe and this rivalry between uh, two of the cafes, one being one that uh, Chia is the daughter of the owner for that one. Um, so it seemed like there was a lot more uh, substance in it. You're also getting into Chino and her two friends, Megami and, yeah, and Maya. We, we, and their we, added, we added two Emotos. We, those were important to add. Very we, important. We, we even added a new new rabbit. Yes, yes. Uh, wild goose? Wild geese. Wild geese. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also going into uh, Rize's home and, and seeing her life and the way she was kind of raised. I mean, my whole point is that I like the first season. Very fluffy, very cute, adorable characters. But it seemed like this season was more very concentrated with, with actual developments for the characters, actual insights in the characters, and mm-hmm. actual... And a lot of really, really great, great moments. So. Right. It, it all kind of really came together really well. Um, kind of alluded to already, just it's a still gorgeous looking show. Very cute characters. Very bright eyes. So if you're looking for something that's going to melt your heart, Izzy Order Rabbit is the place to be. Go to, you know, go watch it now kind of thing. Um, and it's, it's definitely one of those shows that, yeah, you can critique it for this or that, or it's not having enough of this, but... When it comes down to it, the show is doing exactly what it should be doing, and there's really no flaws in it because of that. It's it's just a if you want to f- you know, feel good, uh, very cute. It's it's a very cute it's, show to watch. It's it's a show that doesn't it, it wears itself on its sleeve. It's 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 right there. It says, look, this is what we have to offer, and it gives you that. It doesn't it doesn't um, overplay its hand. It doesn't it doesn't try too hard to do something. It's not. It just it hits the nail and it hits it very well. It does exactly what it wants to do and it gives it to you. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, it was also nice to see uh, Midori finally got herself a uh, a uh, manager. <laughs> it's so funny. They like that was like one of my favorite moments. Is that whole point where uh, uh, Cocoa runs into Midori and she's like, "Oh, so glad to see you. Let's play something together." And then the manager shows up and she's like. Hi, I'm Cocoa. <laughs> it's like you're not fooling anybody and drags her away. It was a really great little moment. Uh, just it's a lot of that kind of really creative. It's not trying too hard with it. That's that's the other thing to kind of point out. The comedy in this show doesn't try too hard. It's not we, very contrast to the show we're going to talk about in a little bit here. Um, is is the the humor is very natural. It's it's always uh, a result of just kind of a mistake or. Uh, somebody's personality kind of coming to clash with something else. It's always very smart, not overplaying itself, never beating dead horses. It's just always on cue. So I, I, I do especially love some of the, and and I because I was thinking about it. There's no there's no real conflicts or super drama in in this show, and then I was like, well, no, actually they did have a couple of drama points, but it wasn't like it turned it into a drama. It was just one of those things is. Um, one, one character oh, is misunderstood. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, it, it, this character misunderstood this character. And so therefore quote unquote drama happens. <laughs> and it's, it, 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 it's adorable. And even when they're fighting, it's adorable. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, oh, that's just so cute. Please, please fight more like this. <laughs> You're just like a parent standing there watching going, oh, how adorable. <laughs> Um, it is important to know that it is kind of a, a more slower show, so be expecting that. It's just like uh, Nanambiori. It's yes. kind of just, it's very atmospheric. Not as atmospheric as Nanambiori, because Nanambiori has like long moments of just them 
sitting somewhere and, and absorbing the atmosphere. Um, but it is kind of slow in the regards that it's not constantly exploding in loud noises. It's just you're in there with them and you're watching them as they're kind of discussing something. Yeah. And it, it always turns out to be something that's just really cute good. hijinks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you haven't guessed by now, definitely it's a recommendation. Um, this second season ended up being much more than I expected. Much better than, uh, not really much better in a bad term, but better than the first season, which is saying a lot. So uh, definitely go check it out if you haven't already. Yes. Okay, okay. Love it. Please give me I more. Like, I don't like speaking for you, so you know. I, um, I'm I'm waiting with with uh great anticipation for episode or for season three. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um yeah, that was uh Gachumon wa Usagi Desu Ka or Desuka? The Order Rabbit season two. And again you can check that out at uh Crunchyroll. Go go get it. Go now. They got both seasons. Go. What are you doing? Stop. Pause, go. Yeah, but then they won't hear the rest of the hear the wonderful <laughs> shows that were. It's like a three hitter, almost a four hitter bad row. I, I messed up this podcast apparently because, anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm spoiling things. Um, Magical Samurachan or Fushiga or Fushigi na Samurachan. You know what? I I have something good to say about this show. Go for it. It's a short. Yes, it does not require much of you. <laughs> it's three times twelve, so you're, you're about a little bit over half an hour, and you're you're good. So it's not asking too much of you, and that's about the only thing I can really say for the show. And it made Chris laugh once. Yes, it did. <laughs> made him laugh. It might be because his brain temporarily broke, but we're we're still waiting on the results from the doctors. Um, but they did a CAT scan, and so far, nothing too bad. What but. was it about that episode that they were talking about? Uh, they just randomly said there was a clone, and the clone got caught in something. <laughs> and they point out that the clone stuck to or something. I don't know. Uh, the synopsis is the story follows everyday life of Samura uh, <laughs> Nanamoto. Because I don't have anything. I'm sorry. Uh, who can can use the strongest Kenpo... I think she used. It I don't at the end remember of the that, last but episode. okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> the last episode they did something about that, um, but I don't remember that really much. Uh, but yeah, some other people's names, uh, which inherit from her mother with her younger sister, Kukuru. So yeah, deep story. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just they like at the, the earlier ones they were trying to get another cast member for whatever show they were doing and. Aliens showed up, they went and saved uh, a sea urchin, and then the world was going to end, and then she cry chopped something, and I think everything exploded. And I think that was <laughs> the entire season. In a I, 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 I don't think you're too far off. I'm pretty sure there was, like, like, like Andrew said, uh, there, there, was a, there was a clone in there somewhere that, that I laughed yes, at. Yes, I, I missed that important part. <laughs> yes, there was a clone. The only part that I laughed at, so... <laughs> Um, this is this yeah. is along the same lines as like yeah I mean and and I was it Yuri Yuri or something like that what was that other one the, TQ I'm I was going to say TQ not Yuri 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 is actually like I my me is definitely like that strange plus it and that's on there it's it shows that um, they're super random they 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 it's just a very have, very concentrated blob of skits I guess yeah is the best way to put it it's just absolute Slapstick chaos and so chaos. if you enjoy that kind of show you'll probably love this show um it just it's it's one of those that doesn't really work for me i i i know that i know that it has a market and i know there's people that love these shows so 
Um, I mean, that's what these this is. Is it's it's one of those super random shows. So that's basically all you can get from us. Is if you've watched TQ and you're like, man, I really like that show, and you're listening to this podcast now, you're like, oh hey, Magical Summer Town apparently is in the same vein. Mm-hmm. There you go. We just helped you there, aren't we? Great. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's what, what I'm trying do. to do. I mean, you got <laughs> this show if you love uh, TQ. I think this it, is- it kind of goes in the same veins as like uh, I think I probably mentioned the first impression. It's in the same vein as like Adult Swim kind of stuff, and I I had a time where I really liked that kind of humor, but I just I I my taste changed, and so this just kind of whooshes right over my head now, and it, it's too I'm too dumb to follow it fast enough i guess i don't know <laughs> well i i well we i mean we've talked about it it's like uh goo i mean i enjoy random but it's got to be random with some kind of a thing that to help me follow it through and 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 this show just doesn't work somewhere to me. put your feet yeah some somewhere point. to put put my feet so that i can see what so i can, we always laugh know, about the whole idea of taking a concept and throwing in a box and then setting it on fire and throwing it in the water yeah and yeah, taking it out of the water and putting it mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Anyways, that's Magical Summer Chan. I'm sorry that we don't have anything else. It's it's 30 minutes long. The entire season is. Uh, so not much to work with. Uh, let's move on to Lance and Mesquez, uh, another one that Andrew's going to enjoy reviewing. Uh, this takes place in a world where there's tons of. Uh, it, it's like a modern day setting, but throughout the world there are these uh, these knight academies, and they they train knights and. Even though it is still, it's in the 21st century, they they have, you know, they're training actual knights from, like, medieval times. And they're training for the sole purpose of sending them out to the world to uh, aid in certain countries and whatnot. And we follow uh, Yotoro, who is one of these knights. He's just been, uh, completed the academy. Uh, he, he's given his his mask from his his, uh, his senpai, or, wanna, or sensei, uh, was it da- Daji? Daji? How do you, I don't remember how you pronounced it. It was like Daji or something like that. I don't remember. I think it's Daji. The Rose Knight girl? No, the the, the big muscle lady. Daji or Daji or something like that. Anyways, uh, but then he, he's like, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to have anything to do with it. He wants to just have a normal life. So he goes out to uh, Tokyo or something like that, just a, a standard town and decides to live a normal life. Um, but he has this kind of side effect of himself. He he calls it his uh, night. Uh, Was it called night? White, white knight, knight syndrome. Yeah, white knight sy- syndrome. Where if he sees some a woman in trouble, he rushes out there to help her, and then just like gets on one knee and says, "My lady, are you okay? I will stay with you forever." Like he just divulges all this really cheesy dialogue to the lady, and usually is called a pervert. Um, but following, you know, this certain cases where he's kind of being seen as a pervert, he ends up, uh, finding this girl named, uh, Makio, and Makio is training because she wants to, uh, get stronger, and she's almost fallen off a cliff, and he saves her, does his, his white knight routine, and she actually is swooned by it, she, she calls him, uh, her white knight, and, uh, the, or his, her silver knight? No, I don't know. Knight Lancer. Night Lancer. Not, his, not, his I Night thought Lancer. He, his name was Night Lancer. Yeah. So. But uh, anyways, uh, he kind of says his goodbyes and goes off to the side and takes off his 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 costume and everything. And then she kind of runs into him again as a normal person and uh, you know takes him hurt. She takes him home with her and to this big huge mansion that she's in alone and uh, allows him to stay there, even though she doesn't know that he's the Night Lancer. 
And it kind of just follows from there that you kind of learn about uh, more people from the uh, the Knight Academy that he came from. Uh, you meet his his trainer and maid, uh, Yoriko, and how she's kind of uh, trained him his entire life to be a, a strong uh, knight. And he kind of attributes that to why he has the whole uh, White Knight Syndrome. Uh, you meet his his uh, person in training, um, a couple other people, and you, it kind of just kind of slowly explores this world that they're in and, you know, possible issues that are kind of brewing back at the Academy and how it'll involve Yatoro. And then you kind of learn more about Makio and how she's the uh, daughter of this really rich family from this big conglomerate and stuff involved with that, but... That's 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 basically what you're you're getting into with the show. Um, thankfully, the one thing I was kind of afraid of, and it's kind of sad because I still see people kind of still uh, claiming this to be a, a, the case. But the the immediate fear going in the show was like, man, Makio, it looks like she's five years old, maybe younger, and Yotaro looks like you know a, a, a you know mid to older teenager, and this is like total pedo kind of stuff. And it's like, no, it. It really never touches Makio. Makio, it, it never sexualizes her. It never sexually... It barely even gets into the harem elements of the show. I mean, they kind of touch it here and there, but there really is no love action happening. There's no sexual action happening. There's no sexual tension. There's no love kind of... Strong love tension happening. It's just kind of there. Um, they do kind of get in a little element of, like, you know, uh, Makio claiming that uh, she's going to marry uh, Night Lancer, but... It's kind of a cute little innocent thing. It never really gets into the realm of uncomfortable. And so that's the great thing that I can say about this show is if you were afraid of that, you could still go watch the show. It's not it's not like that. The source material could go into that. I'm not sure. But for this anime, it kept it clean. And I kind of was happy about that. It was, it was one of the things I was kind of fearing going into it. Um, but it's still... That's like my plus that I can give the show. The, the negatives just really stack up and stack up and stack up. It didn't really... The show never really did much. Um, it, it had one arc to it, and then it kind of threw a small arc at the very end, but for most of the time, it was just kind of... They're there, and there's this really weird... It's not a conflict. It wasn't a, a dire conflict. It wasn't a conflict that I think... I could take serious. I, I couldn't take this the, this one main conflict serious because it didn't seem like there was really anything to lose. And that was really an issue with the show. The action was kind of off. Uh, a lot of the characters they introduced felt really off. I mean, they had this one girl who was practically trying to kill people, and yet they kind of just brushed over it and said, whatever, come into the house. And I thought that was really tacky, and I didn't care much for that character she created a very awkward feeling for pretty much the second half of the show i really didn't see any point in her being there uh for the longest time i couldn't figure out who was who and what their relation was to each other and this one girl's looking for a sister and i'm not sure if it's this other girl and very confusing that one uh, that one i will admit that 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 i was really really freaking confused on what what was going on in that sylvia situation. and her sister yeah, and there was the, there was the, the there was a JJ, unquote. there was a JJ, there was a a the Yuyan and and it was it was really confusing in that that realm. Yeah, Yuyan's the character that I'm talking about. Yeah, Yuyan was like annoying as hell, and I wanted them to get rid of Yuyan. Um, that didn't bother the, me the that much. The assassin girl was really the the other one that kind of 
That one didn't bother uh, Yui me. Fong. Yui Fong bothered me too. Yeah, that that was that was what I was talking about. That that entire animal didn't didn't make a lot of sense to me. But I I don't I don't really much care about things not making sense in this show because I think that the biggest problem that this show had is it it gave it gave a a, a something of I I don't even really want to say it gave a plot. It didn't really give a plot until towards the end, and it was like okay, suddenly now now we have a drive and. Oh, oh! By the way, chapter in. No, 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 no! You can't do it that way. <laughs> it was all over the place until yeah, they got I, to the main plot line, and then they threw this other one at the very end. Yeah, it was. It was like, okay, what, 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 what the heck? I mean, I mean, the first arc, I was like, that one really kind of felt flimsy. Now, I'm guessing really what they were trying to do was introduce the world. The second little arc, if you want to call it an arc was an introduction to like about four or five more characters. So I'm fine with that. And then they had this next arc which kind of introduced a whole nother group of characters and kind of the rules of the world. I quote unquote because the the thing is is nothing was it was all very fuzzy. Mm-hmm. I felt very fuzzy going through this entire show because it was like I kind of get it, but it didn't really feel like they were really trying too hard on anything. And then when we got to the very end, it was like, okay, suddenly, boom, hey, here's, here's, here's where we're getting serious. And it's like, that was like one episode. And I was like, that really felt rushed. And <laughs> it was like, we, we, we concluded that, that one from the end arc. And I was like, we, we still have another episode. What are we doing? And then like, Okay, we're doing this now. I I guess. Yeah, it 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 felt very very much. I can you can say a chapter end, but it felt like a, I I ran right slam into a brick wall. It, it it was like you're done, and it's like okay. I don't want to say that it left things hanging because it really didn't. It just kind of stopped. I don't I don't know if it. I'm really trying to peg exactly what went wrong. I think a lot of it has to do with there's just too many characters and too many of them have no point in being there. And yeah, there was not a lot of character development on anybody, even in the main character. I would say only character. one character, and that was Yifong, had any character development. I mean, you kind of got a little bit into, like, uh, uh, Dorgon and, and Guy, but for the mm. most part, it was like they threw him in there, they gave a quick this is why i'm here and then you just have to accept it biggest harem that i've seen in a long time by the way. <laughs> uh, if you even want to call it a harem it's just they were there yeah i mean as a harem this is a really weird one because it's none of them really show desire towards the main character they they all act like they're interested but none of them actually show any true interest in the main main protagonist so it's like okay yeah, you can call it a harem, but harem would be very weak. It's more harem elements. They they just all have a reason to be around the main character. Yeah, I think my biggest problem is that when I came into the show, the first episode was like, I had the same feeling as everybody else. Like, what are they going to do with this character in Makio? It just, this, this might go in a wrong direction. But then I also seen that there was a there was some cool things in there, like the fact that he'd been trained his whole life. Y- Yuriko, I, I still like Yuriko. I think of, of everything I got out of this entire show... I still liked Yuriko. Yeah. Um, but then I'm like, okay, there's these cool things in here, like Alice uh, being his uh, his new, uh, that's training under him, and 
the knighthood and and what they can do to each location. There was some cool things in there, but none of them get touched. And the ultimate kind of climactic battle, like I said, I couldn't even take serious. So half the time I was just kind of laughing at it that more than, and I'm not sure if, and it is funny because I'm not sure if they wanted to take itself seriously or if if I just wasn't taking it seriously, but it's just, it, it just didn't, it didn't connect to me. And like I said, it was just a lot of jarbled stuff and I wasn't sure. Yeah, what the heck yeah, they were like, doing. like, like you said, I, and I agree that it, there was a lot of really kind of cool, interesting things in there that, that you were like, you could do so much with this. I, I, I did enjoy the, the night order. I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Um, the kind of the idea of the new age nights, what, what kind of, what would they keep from the old wor- world and c- what would they introduce in the new world? I kind of like, like you were saying, Yoriko, bringing down a car, I kid you not, a car, and yanking out the <laughs> drive shaft for Lance. That was, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the more fantastical things is is kind of what I mean is it, they just kind of make that fantastical in in work with the, the new world. And there, there was just cool little things like that. I, I do kind of like the idea of the Lancer um, team, although that, that one is kind of touchy. Um, but, I mean, all in all, it's, it's, it's a world that has interesting elements. I do like – one thing I do want to point out is I like the, the, um, the idea behind Makio and, and Yotaro as a – not as a couple, but as the princess and the knight. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a kind of cool idea, and when she started losing her um, her confidence, that suddenly he started losing his 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 power, and it it was one of those really cool little dynamics that I I think that kind of just got buried in this just this droll of the how the show was flowing, and and it is frustrating. See, I it it's definitely not one that I can run out and recommend, um, but if I mean if anything that we've said that. Are positive sounds interesting to you? Definitely check it out. But uh, I just don't think it it turned out to be a very cohesive show in the end. So it's up to you. As, as always, we always leave it to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, let's let's move on to another show that Andrew doesn't really want to talk about. <laughs> if we're gonna do it anyways, um, this uh, this is Comet Lucifer, which is also on Crunchyroll. Um, this this kind of takes place on the world uh, or the the planet of Giftia. Uh, it's a planet with many of these shards no no is it the world is gift the the world itself is covered in shards they called giftia and it follows a boy named sogo who wants to try to find this gem that apparently his mother had claimed exists and nobody believed her and he wants to find the gem so that he can you know prove her whatever anyways um and while going out to venturing to find this thing a comet comes down and he thinks it strikes him um he ends up finding a gem uh, after he wakes, kind of regains consciousness from it, and it's a really cool little gem. Takes home, um, the gem kind of turns into a weird little creature called Uda, and after some shenanigans involving a friend of his, Kaon, uh, who is being pursued by somebody that she is supposed to marry, uh, they fall into a hole, and then. While a military group is trying to uh, excavate this cavern that they're also in, a light appears and a girl named Philia falls onto uh, Sogo's lap and his 
hand reacts and this Uda thing shows up as a mecha and, and protects them. And so thus begins the journey of basically trying to figure out who Philia is, who just appeared in this cavern, um, trying to seek to help her with the ordeal she's dealing with while also facing off against the, the military and this kind of secret group who is trying to capture her for their own gains. And there's also a guy that likes cake. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, this is one of those shows that I think has, it, it, it at face value has a very cool and artistic look to it um, with some interesting plot elements in there. Um, unfortunately, I think in the end it didn't quite pan out the way I think they probably were planning it to pan out. Uh, an interesting story with, yes, does seem kind of typical. Guy has girl fall into his lap that doesn't know anything about the world. He's showing her about the world, and climax happens and battles. But I think the problem, the the biggest problem that I really had with this show to kind of just get it out there is, while it, it had like two elements to the show, there was Sogo and Philia and Koon and 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 Party. Uh, trying to find what Philia's destiny is or whatever it is. And then you had this kind of side plot where it gets really into Sogo's mother and what happened in the past and Sogo's current guardian, Domon, and his past with his mother and this military guy named Gus and everything that connects them that was on the side plot that was kind of paralleling the story of Sogo and them going out on this adventure. There was a weird... It's a weird parallel because Sogo's story was very fantastical and and, and bright and happy. And then this side plot, this paralleling side plot of, of his mother, Domo and Gus and all these other people that was more of the past and currently paralleling the current story was dark and very brutal and violent and I couldn't I couldn't take anything it was it was hard taking anything seriously because it kept kind of bouncing back and forth between those two things oh we're back to Sogo okay everything's happy and cheery nothing nobody's gonna die go back to the side story my gosh people are dying this is really brutal what the hell's happening back to Sogo we're having happy journey and it, it's just whenever those would intersect I couldn't it, it was always jarring whenever those intersected and that was my biggest issue with the show plus the fact that it ended up turning into a mechas flying around the sky and beams trying to follow them and mecha flying around the sky and very generic mecha stuff but it's just sad because it, it was a generic plot starting out I was hoping it had something else but in the end it turned out just to be a generic mecha type show but my main thing that I enjoyed was more didn't Anything that didn't involve Sogo, I enjoyed. That was the thing. I, like the the mother's back, the mother's story, Domon and Gus. That was the interesting stuff. The rest of it was just kind of bleh. So, uh, save Philia. Go. Philia was she adorable because like she looks like Shiro, right? She, Philia was adorable. Okay, until mm-hmm. she grew up, then suddenly she wasn't as adorable. She was pretty. So bad, dude. <laughs> You sound so bad saying that. Um, no. My main problem, if I had to put my finger on anything, it would probably be I didn't feel much of a connection to any of the characters. I yeah. 
I I felt like they were just kind of like I was going on some kind of road trip with everybody, and it's like <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, oh hey, now I'm 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 interested in in Mama's story and and how she fits in with Domon. I didn't really care about Gus. Gus didn't bring anything too much to the table. Story, he was so shallow. Yeah, he was. I, it was I, like they tried to do something with it. And it was like this guy needs to get a life. Right. I mean, I thought Alfred was bad with his pig sniffing. <laughs> Gus needs to get a life. Like his whole story is this Ura Mecha thing. I must beat it. I must, I must beat, beat it. it. And so Wait, that I, you know, Domon. I must find Domon. I must find Domon. <laughs> like th- these characters are so shallow. Like all of them. And I his hated mother it. had more character development in her like small segment yes. than the entire cast. Exactly. And that is my biggest frustration with the show. I, I mean, yeah, Philia, Philia was adorable, but I mean, when her time being adorable was very, very, very close to the beginning. There was a little clip of towards the end where she was adorable with, uh, "Hey, I, I may, may be in love with Shogo." I, Cowan, I loved her to death. I, I wish they had done done more with her. I think that that she was probably the most interesting. Yeah, of the main cast. yeah, out of all of them, I wish that she had gotten much, much more, but she did not get much at all um, because she was so outshadowed by Philia. Um, but but it, but that's that's barely saying much because like I said, there was not much character development in the show. Like Andrew was saying, all of it was. I think it got buried in the attempts at Mecca fi- yeah, the, fighting. The, the action stuff just kept really muddling a lot of the story and mm-hmm. any chance of doing anything with it. Right? Because like really, wait, way towards the very end, there was this decently interesting concept behind everything. But right. it was like the last two episodes. It, this was really one of those shows that just loads it all in the very end. Granted, you still had like the mother's story and everything kind of riddled in there a little bit. But the concept of everything was like the very, very, very end. And it was like, it's a little late, guys. I mean, way too late for this stuff. Yeah. Um, I I also kind of wanted to, now that I got sidetracked by what you were talking about. Oh, there, there was the, the the wedding. The wedding, I, I thought that the wedding was decently well done. That was probably the one episode that really showed uh, where Cowan and Philia really shined in in how they, um, how their characters were. You mean, I mean, you had Cowan uh, and how she had this kind of Sundere type attitude, and you had Philia with her innocence and and how they they were they were kind of how their uh, their interaction worked involving Sogo, but the problem is is that's like one episode out of the entire show. The rest of it and dancing vegetables. Come on, dancing vegetables was kind of dumb. <laughs> way dumb. I'm sorry. Way dumb. But you know, I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, like 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 I'm trying to say is a lot of it. I, I we we made joke jokes about the 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 cake sniffer guy because I mean this is that he's annoyed that that episode that episode is the the prime example of why this show gets so bogged down in its um its attempts at this this type of 
action that is really not action. It's almost like hijinks to the action level. And it's and it's and it's really kind of frustrating to explain it. And then you go into the pseudo mecha type stuff and then eventually it's pseudo mecha to the third power and it's and that was the other sad thing is like even even with the mecha aspect being the whole like I joked about the flying through the air and and missiles chasing them as they're trying to avoid missiles it's just a very generic type of combat sequence it's not very ingenious it's just let's cg something on a bright blue plane and have lines chasing it um but it was it was more than that it was more the fact that it was every sequence was the same they get they get caught they fight the everything beats down the mecha they retreat they get caught everything beats down that mecha they retreat it was it was always the same and that was like that was the funny thing about gus it was like why do you need to fight this thing you beat it 50 times why are you what are you looking for what are you? What are you well, seeing there, there, in your life? Al- there was always some kind let's of. Have, a, let's have an intervention here. There, there was always Guys, a <laughs> sit down. We have to talk about this Ura thing and your obsession with fighting it. There was also stop. there was also the aspect that Ura had like five level ups during the course of the show. Still get beaten. It still gets ru- running away and beat and gets beat up. But and they're upgrading. It's like why are you upgrading? You don't need to. You're beating the crap out of it. Ugh. <laughs> I, it, yeah. it was always a con- coincidental win for for Sogo's group. It's it's all it was always because we win for this reason, and it's. But like, it also goes back to the idea that the the main issue I had with those sequences is that every time Sogo was in the picture, I never felt like anything was dire. It always felt fantastical and happy. It was only in those side story things that I ever felt like there was any chance of something being lost. And then like like I said, at some point they just they just like like threw everything out the window and the the spy it, it gets involved and it's just this is like this is dorky. What are you doing? Hey, she was adorable. No. They ruined that character. That none of that none of that character story made any sense. I'm sorry. A lot of a lot of characters didn't really make any sense. But yeah, I mean if you're looking for a I would say like a, a very light uh action adventure kind of thing it, it's there uh it does have moments where visually it looks kind of cool uh most of the time it's very wonky the combat and everything just doesn't look that great um but it's something that you it, it's very lighthearted. but also be expecting that they're going to have a side story where things get a little bit more violent it gets it's gets very violent with the, the side story um uh, but in the end it's just a it's just a it's a standard mecha slash adventure fair and if that's something you're looking for I don't think there's a huge loss in the show. It did have a decently uh, cool little thing at the very end that I kind of found intriguing. Um, I just wish they kind of did a little more with it. Yeah, the there, there was there was one or two scenes that was actually very brutal, and that was very. It felt very out of place in the the show as a whole. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and purifying crystals, the whole purifying thing. I was like, get over it. <laughs> like a whole stinking 20 minutes of talking about purifying the stone oh let's move on to showman sample i can i can enjoy this show okay at least at least we'll have some ups in this podcast because it seemed like we've been negative the entire podcast i know right <laughs> um but yeah we have orega ojisama or ojosama gakko ni showman sample toshite gets sarate ken 
or a uh, story in which I was kidnapped by a young lady's school to be a showman. Uh, a sample of common people is is like the little translations. But showman sample is easier. Thank you, Funimation, for getting a decently simple name. Change erased. That makes no sense. I'm sorry. No, that that's crunchy. No, uh, since I probably chose that one. Erased. How are you going to Google search erased? About as well as you can Google search K. K yeah, K. <laughs> I always search K anime or K series, but yeah. I, I yeah, K. Anyways, uh, showman sample. Gits. Gits. It, it's just gits. Gits. I thought it was gits since it's, it's gits. It's very gits. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, this is uh, this is a show that follows Kimito, who, at some random point during his regular normal life, is kidnapped by a truck full of very muscly men who like to show their pecs and thrust their pelvises in his face. <laughs> and he's taken to a very remote and very isolated school that is full of very prim and proper girls who are isolated from society and are raised to be... Uh, just the the the, light, the the beautifulest of ladies, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but the problem that this school particularly had, and why Kimito was tackled and, and kidnapped, was because they realized that when they send these girls off into the regular world, they don't know how to handle men. They they they, they just they they crack. They they get into a subway no, they, and they, they can't, just crack. They can't handle uh, society as a whole. Yeah, yeah, and society as a whole. You're right. Because you're right, they right. keep getting. Uh, they a lot of them will end up becoming a they don't know they don't know how to get into a, yeah. a subway they don't know how to work and yeah um, so they brought this guy in a commoner of the common world to to kind of introduce a little bit of common person or common people elements into this this world of these girls so they they don't crack um, but yeah that, that that and that just kind of follows him as he basically shows the girls how cell phones work and. And cup ramen noodles and burger joints and and they all they freak out about every little thing that he he shows them and the reason why they was tackled and captured by muscly men is because they wanted to bring in somebody that wasn't interested in the girls that would right. not actually do anything to these girls and so his friend had joked to the person that kidnapped him. Saying that he was into, you know, he had a muscle fetish. Right. And so, that's why they took him. And then they never showed the sister, the, the, the friend ever again. Oh, she showed up at the very end, looking for him, but that was about it. Right. But yeah, um... Can't, they kept making reference to, to, to that. Yeah. He made a phone, texted her at some Well, point she, 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 she was there, like, at the end of episode seven, or at the epi- end of episode, or in the, at the beginning of episode three or something she kept popping up and it was like okay they're gonna do something with her but they never do so yeah yeah Yeah, because she was a she was a voice of one of the characters in a in a in a dating sim game they were playing ah that's right yeah um he's joined the the main cast you kind of meet is aika she's kind of a uh socially awkward girl she doesn't know how to fit in with the rest of the girls so she's kind of outcasted herself uh, Raiko, who's kind of the the more popular of the girls, uh, Hakua, who is like a brain genius girl who's like in the side lab by herself most of the time, um, and then kind of his his personal maid uh, Miyuki, who hates that he wakes up every morning but deals with it anyways, and mayhem ensues. Do you want do you want to start this time? 
That Why? way, we, so, that way, we actually have some positivity for the last three reviews. <laughs> I, I I did enjoy myself watching the show. It uh, it does go through and uh, in, I I I enjoy the the. The aspect of these character, these girls who they they pretty much are almost sheltered in a way, and when he would introduce something, it was it was pretty much hijinks ensued involving that item. Um, I one of the one of the best examples. I know Andrew didn't much care for the uh, that that particular scene, but I did. Uh, I was uh, when Kimito uh, brought out a uh, a cell phone and and Raiko seen the cell phone and and all the you girls claim, were... you claim when we're doing one of the reviews that i hated that episode and i i told you then that i that i was fine with that one that was just the one time i enjoy it and then after that it was kind of old oh yeah i like that part um she 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 was really excited about the cell phone or all the girls were excited about it so they sent raiko as a representative for all the girls and she walked up and and uh and and then it just became this extreme um how do how do you how do you properly uh uh thank kimito for allowing you to use his 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 phone and it was just absolutely over the top and i enjoyed that just so much it just it's it's where this show really truly shines to me is these uh it it, it balances well between the the girls enjoying something that is not what they're used to and i think it's as a fish out of water story it kind of works for the this this group um i do enjoy i later parts especially when karen shows up and 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 her kind of awkward humor that's involved in in her not sure how to deal with her feelings and then at the same time how she uh <laughs> almost kind of a um a respect for him and yet at the same time dealing with her personal feelings involving him um there, there's just a lot of things that this show just does right it, it hits a lot of those points fairly consistently well in my opinion it bothers me even more that they actually even have the friend on the cover of the stinking box <laughs> or the key art. There's no even she wasn't even there. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty much on the same boat as I was when I, we did the first impression. I enjoy Hakua and a lot of the stuff there. I like Aika, Aika and her uh, innocence and gullibility. Uh, I like, I love Karen and like the points that he made out. The just the the awkwardness of her weird. Uh, she fears Kimito because of like uh, a misunderstanding, and has this like really high uh, respect for him as like a, a combatant, even though he's not really. Um, and just like all the stuff that he made her do was just really a lot of fun. And then there was kind of the side thing of let's go out and experience this for the first time, and then the girls go crazy bonkers about how amazing this really simple thing is. It kind of goes in the same realm as Comet Lucifer that we were talking about a little bit ago, where I've seen the whole introducing a person uninformed to something to inform them and them over-exaggerating how great that is. They did it with uh, Philia in Comet Lucifer, taking her around and showing her all this stuff like she's a, a, a child that has never experienced anything. 
that kind of humor just kind of bleh, is is very blah with me. But thankfully, ever since the first impression that we did, it did have a lot of really good moments. I enjoyed going to Hakua's lab and the the maids all freaking out about everything and trying to set them up. That stuff was really fun. <laughs> um, going in the whole marriage thing, a lot of that stuff was really fun. Um, so it did end up getting a lot better than it, when it was. I would say probably the second half of the show was better than the first half, minus the the really good moments of the very first part of it, like you mentioned, the cell phone thing and uh, just the introductions to each character. I just think they got a little stuck on the whole... I guess it is the point of the show, is 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 showing these girls common, commoner stuff, but I just think they didn't do enough with a lot of those things, and it ended up being very uh, stale in how they presented those jokes. It just... They did it over and over again. Cup noodles, we're doing it again. Uh, the burger joint, we're doing it again. It just never kind of refreshes itself for me. But it, like I said, it, it, it gets better. So it is one of those things where if you're struggling with the first few episodes, it does get a lot more fun. You're going going forward um, into a, a an ending that was was decent that I actually enjoyed. So it's a good comedy. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. Um, I was expecting it to be a lot more etchier than it was, than it turned out to be. I think most of the etchy stuff was really in Hakua and her her innocence, but I don't really find that to be sex- sexual or anything. I think it's just a really weird, odd thing. Uh, I think we kind of mentioned in response to some of the feedback for the show was the fact of Hakua being kind of sexualized, and it's like, no, I kind of see Hakua as being that that very young girl that Kimito is kind of taking care of. He never sees her in a sexual light. It's always he's everybody's kind of taking care of her, and she is she's got a weird quirk to herself. So right, I never really found that to be. In that, I mean, there the case, there so. was there was the occasional penny shot, but it was very light. It wasn't like it was focused on in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I, there's one scene that I I thought was absolutely hilarious, but it wasn't wasn't something that was focused on a lot. So yeah, it was it wasn't a very wasn't a very edgy show. It's just a. Mm-mm. A very light humor kind of show, and I didn't really, I didn't dig into too many funny moments out of it, but it does have some really good moments uh, kind of sprinkled throughout there. So it is, it's one of those difficult shows where it's hard for me to suggest because there's so many lulls in the show, um, but it does have like those moments where it's like, yeah, that was a good moment. Yeah, that was a good moment. Almost like I, like the Space Dandy thing, I want to make a little outline of watch this part, watch this part, watch this part, <laughs> yeah. and then be done with it. But uh, in the end, it's one of those things where it's just... Go at your own, it's your own risk kind of thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, next one we have is Seraph of the End Battle in Nagoya, or Owari no Seraph Nagoya Kesen Hin, and that is currently streaming on Funimation and Hulu. Um, and yeah, this one is, of course, the second season. Uh, first one was uh, Vampire Rain. Yep. Owari no Seraph Vampire Rain. Um, and that kind of introduced us to the world that was kind of things happened the there's a there was a disease that went around and pretty much killed uh most uh, life on earth uh mostly including uh, the adults uh whereas the children seem to be more prone to avoid the death and the vampires from beneath the earth decided to rise up and uh safeguard their their food yep because <laughs> without humans there's no no food left so uh they kind of round up all the children and bring them into different locations and kind of herd them like cattle and and draw their blood and to to feed themselves and then there's a whole aspect of these 
uh, horsemen of the apocalypse kind of things that are appearing everywhere that are like big demons uh, and kind of the the most of the gist of the the first season was more kind of introducing those elements uh, this new uh, this new force of our uh, this new military force that's kind of being rebuilt from the rubble which is humans trying to fight back against the vampires and they're wielding new weapons that are kind of have a mystery behind how they are developed and kind of following Yuichiro who has gone through this whole ordeal from being a uh, an orphan child with a kind of a newfound uh, group of family in his friends from the orphanage going through the vampires uh Location and then Yuichiro escaping and being brought into this whole military group. Um, and this, the second season kind of just picks up where we left off and kind of goes into this Battle of Nagia, as as the title uh, can tell you, in which uh, essentially one of the military generals, which we kind of meet pretty much the beginning. He, he was, I think, he had like a quick cameo in the first season, but in the second season he kind of shows up, and his name is Kurito, and Kurito is from. I think the same family as Shinoa, I believe. Mm, don't think so, but uh, don't hold me Might to be. it. Um, but anyways, he, he kind of tells Gunnarin to lead an attack on Nagia, to go to Nagia and kill these 15 progenitors, or like these very high-ranking uh, vampires. And they have to execute that in multiple groups, and they have to do it at once quickly because they don't want them to gather together because, you know, two of them together would be pretty much an impossible feat to destroy. Um, and so you're following Yuchiro and his team with Shinoa being kind of leader uh, as they go with them on this whole ordeal to, to, uh, to execute this plan. And that kind of has a side stories of getting into um, Michaela and more into Cruel and kind of some backlining plot, plot lines that kind of are being brewed up during the same time, uh, more into uh, the weapons that they yield and how it's affecting them and how to get the most out of it. And that is kind of the gist going into the second season. So if you, if you haven't watched the first season, you're... I, I think we when we did the review for the first season, my opinion was that I thought it was cool, but uh, an interesting world, but they didn't really do much with it. Um, whereas in the second season, we're getting way into a lot of plot lines that I think that they can expand on very, very well. I think in our our spoiler discussion, I was like, I, I'm, I'm loving every bit of this. I'm loving getting more into Yuchiro and, and Mikaela and, and why they're so special. I love getting into the politics behind the generals and uh, the weapons that they're yielding and how they're developing those weapons and getting more insight into the, the world of the vampires and what obviously is some kind of distrust between them. All these little aspects are very fascinating. And having like, a, <laughs> we mentioned, we made our little outline. We had like this big, oh, huge chart of all these characters. I know we, we kind of were upset with Lance and Masquez and how they have like so many characters they're introducing. Whereas in this one, they're, they're, they're introducing so many characters and they're all unique. They all have different personalities. They all have their own goals and they're all just, fascinating to watch one by one as they show up and that's i think where seraph the end is really beginning to shine it started in the first episode of the first the second season where i'm just like whoa okay i'm i'm really cool i i i'm really liking what they're doing with shinoa i'm really liking what they're doing with Gurren. i'm really liking what they're doing with what's involved between those two and 
every character you're throwing at me, they're they're more interesting and more interesting characters. And yeah, there's this battle, and the battle ends up being really cool and how it it unfolds. And but yeah, there's all these little facets of all these characters that I'm really getting uh, tied up in, and I want to see more of it. And it, that goes in the whole element of wanting to get in the manga and. Uh, for those who don't know, if I, I kind of peeked into the manga as it's currently been released, and technically, we just beat the manga. With this conclusion of this season, we went past the manga. So I'm not sure if they're... I was supposed to look it up, but um, I'm not sure if they have like a, a source material other than the manga, maybe a, a light novel or something that they're pulling information off of, or if they just got it from the, the, you know, the, the guy himself to write, hey, we're running out of material, we need to end this. What was great is that normally with something like that, they end up kind of swaying away from the source material and it ends up going into a really bad direction. Right. But, I mean, that that whole final segment, I was like, well, give me more, give me more. Wait, wait, no, no, don't in. Don't in, give me more. Where's the manga? Wait, the manga doesn't have more. I need more. Give me more kind of thing. And to have a show do that to me is just proof and sign that this is a world, this is a story that, I'm sold on, and I, I want more of this because, yeah, the first season didn't do it for me. A lot of the animation was very wonky. This one, it seemed like they got the they got the budget, they got the team to do it, they got the story kicking off. Like they tested the waters the first season, the second one, they're like, let's open up this book and start diving into some cool stuff, and it's it's doing it on every. Yeah, this is definitely bit. this is definitely a. One of those that I mean, we've already we've already kicked around the idea like what two or three times of going back and getting the mangas and, and actually reading them because they just it's such an interesting world and it's it's I actually I I, I really really want to support this particular uh, story because I I love the direction it's going and I love the how the characters are interacting I like the the drama that each one of those characters bring. I like a lot of different things involving this show. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I can't wait to see the next season. If they do one, I hope so. They, I so hope they do another season. But that, that's where it goes into the issue. Cause like I, I just confirmed it. The, the manga is, is pretty much the source and it's, it's only got 10 volumes. Um, I think they're just starting the 11th volume. And like I said, I, I peeked into that and it is, um, probably episode, what episodes do we, how many episodes do we have of that? It was probably episode 11 where the manga ended. So he still got like another, uh, whole another chapter to kind of get into what happened with the ending. Um, so it, it is really a fearful thing of when are we going to see more and how are we going to, where are we going to go from here? It might be quite a long time before we get. Well, if I remember, I, I seem to remember, uh, that the, uh, manga had caught up to the, um, the show last season too yeah like they kind of fear the idea that i'm kind of chaining them down and what kind of effects that would have the story <laughs> but like i said it it seems like it keeps getting more interesting so obviously whatever drugs are inducing him into in order to keep him <laughs> functioning is not affecting the storytelling um or maybe if they'll do a thing where they're going to give it you know uh two seasons and then kick off another one alongside the manga catching up to it again so yeah yeah, uh, th- this could easily go into the danger zone of filler very quickly, but uh, I, I I think that Wit Studio made made a, a a lucky draw with this particular series, and I I hope that they don't they don't mess up on this one. They mess up in the first season, but they're they're doing a lot better visually as well as with the second season. So, but yeah, you were kind of 
diving into this, the characters earlier, and it was like, yeah, it's like I'm I'm enjoying each one of the characters. Yeah, I still don't like Yucho and how much he is obsessed with his family aspect and with Gurren and stuff, but I kind of see it where he's coming from. It, it, he's lost so many things, doesn't want to lose any more other things. Um, but yeah, I just, I, even the vampires, we, we talked about in the, the spoiler discussion, it's like, I, the vampires are even cooler than the main cast in in many regards. Like, uh, Crowley, I still love Crowley. Of course, Cruel, just, she only showed up maybe like twice in this entire season, but still, like, even when we were doing our best of 2015, it's like, even those two moments is enough to claim that she is a, an amazing character because she just shines in those, those very brief yeah. moments. I, I, I think that she just... Uh, her, her yeah her 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 scene was just epic <laughs> and that was the other thing that i kind of wanted to get into the manga for was because uh the little bits that i've seen the manga it's like it has some brief moments where something doesn't quite happen exactly the same way and it kind of hints at some kind of weird aspects with cruel that i'm kind of interested in yeah um i i, I it's, it's like that's what i can get it's like we it. were t- when we were kicking around the idea of buying the ser- the the manga it's like um and and you were kind of talking about just going jumping up to the 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 one that we're at right now, and I'm like, mm, I'm I'm fine with that, but I really really want to go back to the no, beginning I, and, and my <laughs> thing. I want to go back, yeah. Because like I said, if it has, that's the kind of fear that comes in getting the source material stuff. Is it's like you hear so much of they didn't do this show right because the source material has this cool information about why this character does this that you don't see in the anime. It's like. I don't know if that's the same case with Seraph of the End. Does it have enough deviations that would give it enough consumption? Like, you're getting that kind of side story OVA that isn't in the original series and makes it worth buying. Right. Uh, I mean, School Live is like a weird case. School Live is like, it's the same concept, but everything about it is different. Yeah. Certain characters that did one thing, another character does that. And so it's like, it's enough to make you go... Cool. It's almost like rewatching. It's like oh, back in the Tenchi Moyo days, the Tenchi Universe and Tenchi the OVA was like completely different. Same characters, same world, totally different stories. Right. And and then Arpeggio uh, taught me that in, in Spades. I mean, just important things that should have been in the the show that were totally just skipped right on over. So this is and why it, recently we've been touching a lot of manga. Yeah, <laughs> manga is a little bit more alluring lately. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we never cared much for the mangas. We dowel it here and there, but lately it's like, man, we almost need to make a manga podcast because we're hitting these mangas now and it's <laughs> they're offering cool things. And I almost want to do like a thing where, here, let's start talking about why this is important. That's the main thing. Like, I would love to do a School Live one and show why this is so different to mm-hmm. the people that have watched the show. Oh yeah. Start the end. Why is it so different in the manga? With the manga? There's 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 a lot of things that manga opens up the whole spoiler talk to a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah. That's why I want to kind of make it important of the idea of let's explain why it's important and then say goodbye everybody that hasn't read the manga because we're gonna go into some crazy stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh start for the end. If you haven't guessed by now, definitely suggesting it. Um, but like I said, I I had issues with the first season, but it definitely seems like it's picking up with the second season. And it's turning into something that I would love to see become an epic. So, oh yeah, definitely suggest I, it. easily. Um, our last show we have Neko can turn us off at this point. I would love him to keep listening to us, but he can turn us off at this point. <laughs> um, love Neko. Definitely go to talkusper.com, go to the forums, and talk to Neko. He's awesome. Uh, our next one again. Not Kay the Neko in the show. No. Yeah, you can talk to Neko too. She's cute. <laughs> I had a chromia. Uh, 
Uh, K Return of Kings. Uh, I put this on the very end, like I did last time, because you know it does. Yeah, Star of the M could have probably had that same aspect, but I think we did a good job of dancing around things. Uh, but K Return of Kings does have certain characters we have to talk about that you know you have death aspects that could could ruin the the story for you. So if you haven't watched K or uh, K Missing Kings, mm-hmm. the movie. You, you might want to avoid listening to our review of K Return of Kings because we're going to get some characters. Um, so that's your warning. Uh, but yeah, we, we dived into K Return of Kings this season. Uh, it's currently streaming on Hulu. Uh, it We've already covered the, the... I guess I don't really have to cover the first two seasons because I just told everybody to run away if they haven't watched them. Uh, but getting into Return of Kings, we jump into the Greens' plan to kind of steal the slates and... Uh, possibly what kind of role the Green King uh, the Green King had with everything that's been going on. Uh, getting more into Anna and her new role in in the uh, the Hamura team or the Reds and how she's adapting to that. Uh, diving a little more into uh, a lot of the story really kind of ran around like uh, Fushimi and his his role in the blues and how it's how he's fitting in with the blues, which is kind of interesting. And then kind of going into the ultimate climax as the green reveals his plan and everything, which was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't think I, I loved the original series of K really great series. I love the whole tie ins with all the characters and the, the ultimate plot twist at the very end. Um, K return of King or missing Kings was really a lot about, Anna and uh, has a really cool action in there, but that was really what it's all about. And this season, I can't say that it was my favorite. I, I definitely favor the first season over the season, um, but it was kind of cool seeing a proper conclusion to everything, I, th- I guess is the, really the big thing. I, I, I guess you could still draw things from this point, but I think this was definitely one of those uh, conclusion stories. It gave that final closure to the end of the series uh, that we didn't really get with the first season. I mean, the first season... I think the first season kind of left us with a lot of questions, without mistake there. Um, but I think the second season kind of just did a good job in kind of putting all that to to rest. And I, I can see at this point it kind of just being left like this will be it, and kind of move on to something else. But it was a cool it was a cool story to kind of bring it all together and kind of explore a lot of characters that didn't get enough exploration in the first season. Um, but Visually, it wasn't as grand as I thought the first season was. I think they did a lot of reuses of a lot of the animation. Got a little too carried away with the panning cameras. Um, but it was still an enjoyable story. It's funny as I think I enjoyed... The, the thing I enjoyed most about this season... It, I wanted more Shiro. And unfortunately, I don't think I got enough of him. He did He did have his moments where he shined. But in the end, it really was more about Fushimi. It was more about... Uh, yeah, Kuro has his moment, yes. Um it, I lost the other character I was thinking of. Um but it was it was more focusing on these kind of side characters and giving them their proper due time as it comes to its its ultimate conclusion, but it was still a good a, definitely a good season. Um I enjoyed revisiting the characters and seeing them come to the 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 final conclusion, but in the end I I don't think it was its its strongest season. Maybe the Silver King. The Silver King. The Silver King. You were saying that you were th- trying to think of the other character that you were thinking of. and oh, right. The only other one I could think of is Silver King and Green King. 
they got kind of a. They had, a, a, they had an of, interesting little twist towards the end there with another king, but it was one of those ones where we kind of. We were, I think, we we're constantly questioning about another king, and then yeah. it finally kind of uh, answers those questions, and that was kind of interesting. I didn't quite get his motivations at all. No, the, it, his motivations were very the, weak. The, the the thing about this this particular season, I mean, I did like it. Don't get me wrong, because I kind of like the way, um, the the way the the show's progression of story works. I mean, like I said, my ma- my biggest problem was was characters and. It took a little while before I finally got my characters, and I almost felt like the same thing with this particular season, but in a lot of cases, most of the characters that I already had a fundamental build on, Um, so as it was introducing new characters, I just knew that I was eventually going to figure out something involving those characters. My main problem with this particular season, I think, was more on the lines of, as it was coming around and and kind of enveloping the package if you want to say that uh when it was finally coming around to saying okay now we're going getting ready to tie the bow it was like finally they were starting to scratch the surface on certain things that were like whoa 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 you can't leave me on this you're you're finally opening up the box and you're instead tying a bow on it that doesn't that's not fair <laughs> well, like hey the, the finally we get to see it and then you put a big old hammer on it yeah it's like okay now 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 it's it, it's finally becoming super interesting and that's this is the same time you're closing the story so i i'm very mixed on the end because in a way i liked it um but at the same time i felt like I, it's one of those aspects of about the end that, that kind of when it finally says, okay, this is what everything means. And you're like, oh, hey, that's really cool. But at the same time, it's like to explain what everything means also means that there's a lot of interesting things that you want to get into. And yeah, I can see that. So it's, 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 it's a mixed bag for me. I, I, I think that. As as a natural progression of the story, I think that it did fine. I I, I, I like a lot of the characters, even the new characters. I, I I I we mentioned it in the spoiler discussion. The we just had this feeling that they were going to dump the the five seconds worth of Neko's story, and that's what happened. Yes. <laughs> well, that was, that, was, that kind of goes in hand with what you're saying. Is like I I I think, like I said, I I enjoyed the show, and I like how it concluded everything. But I agree with you also that it felt like there was like this build, big build up, And then there's like, wow, there's so many things they can do with this story now. And it was almost like they said, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. We're, we're done now. We're, we're going to conclude things. And that I guess is that element of, you kind of blew an opportunity to really expand this. And I mean, they could have gone with some crazy stuff with the story progression into epic territories that they wanted to, but they kind of just closed the knot and yeah, said it done with it. Which I respect that if that if that's a, if that if that if it's their prerogative not to drag that story out, that that's fine. Um, I still enjoy like all the characters in the story, um, and I definitely want to see more of them. But if that's where the story ends, and that's where you kind of have to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I just don't think that, that Shira had enough time. I don't think they had enough Neko too. I, I thought that Anna was right. very, very light in this season, and it, that was super frustrating <laughs> to me. She had a lot of shining moments. She did ha- She did shine a lot of cases. When they brought her out, she shined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was almost like, she's too powerful, let's not bring her out. 
Okay, yeah. we need we need a we need a we need a super awesome Anna here. Let's put her out here, <laughs> and she steals the the show. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely still recommend it if you're if you're still listening to us and you haven't watched any of the K series. I definitely still recommend it. Um, it is one of those things where it was funny because we have somebody on the forum that keeps talking about the the source materials and all these little like side uh, projects and how they explain characters. Like, no, I I really think it it's very nicely packaged, and I don't think they really expect too much of you to go out and find those other sources it's it's still a complete package in itself so still definitely enjoyable in that regard um and i will i will miss it i will, I will miss my series uh it did seem like it was a lot more fan service in this one a lot more focus oh, on by far crotches a lot more focus on chests and stuff so uh that was i wouldn't say off-putting it's just a lot of in a lot of regard it was like okay that's like like Neko, I, f- I found Neko to be a very cute character. Well, now we're not talking about the Neko on the com- community anymore. Not that Neko. I don't want to see these parts of him. <laughs> <laughs> but Neko in the first season was more cute and uh, fun, where in this season it seemed like they were trying to make her more bodily and 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 seductive. And it was like, you kind of ruined the Neko character. I like I liked my Neko from the first season. Don't ruin her. Um, yeah. I, I really like when Yada. I wasn't opposed. Yada really I wasn't opposed deliver, to I was deliver a, the the package for Anna. <laughs> I wasn't opposed to the the the, the fan service, but hey, that's that's just me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, favorite moment was definitely Yada delivering the package for Anna. <laughs> no, you have to rely on me. Uh, anyways, that's it. That's that's all of our reviews. Um, but yeah, our our outro is gonna be from the start of the end. Battle Nagia, the ED. Which is Orion, Orarian by Nagi Yanagi. Uh, but yeah, we hope you guys enjoy these reviews. We got more in the pipeline. Still more to come. Yeah, still haven't done Ushio and Tora. I'm mean, like, I like mentioning that every time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, next season's kicking up, and we're we're already diving into stuff. So oh, lots to do. Yes, lots of interesting things going on right now as far as the new shows. Uh, but yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed, and we thank you all for listening. And y'all take care. Os. Adiós, Adiós, Cosmos, Mar.